The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. I'm Patricia Raskin. And today we are talking about a plan to stop aging. Actually, that's true. Our guest is Dr. Michael Marino. He's a graduate of the University of California at Irvine and Hammond Medical School, now Drexel University. And following his residency at Kaiser Permanente in California, Dr. Marino moved to San Diego, where he now practices family medicine and sits on the board of the San Diego chapter of the American Academy of Family Physicians. In 2008, Dr. Marino launched Walk With Your Doc, which he participates in every Tuesday and Thursday morning before his workday weeks and begins. The program began when Dr. Marino offered to walk with a patient to motivate her to exercise, and since then has grown into a thriving community. Welcome, Dr. Marino. Thank you so much. It's great to uh, be on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, and your new book, I love the title, The 17th <laughs> Plan to Stop Aging. And yeah, yeah. it's New York Times' number one best-selling book, and, it's, and you are the author of The 17-Day Diet. Now you have The 17-Day Plan to Stop Aging. You know, it's all about baby steps, and um, I think with the 17-day diet, um, we there were a lot of skeptics out there, but when you were able to show people that in a healthy way, uh, in a short amount of time, um, that being 17 days, you you really tap into the, the mental component of, of habits and, and um, weight loss as it applied to that book. And when you show people that uh, in a short amount of time you can see a, a really distinguishable change in, in whatever it is they're trying to do, they're more intrigued and they're more likely to continue with the program. All right. And in your 17-day plan to stop aging, it's a four-cycle system to help you feel healthier and younger. And whether you want to focus on just a particular part of your body or just feel rejuvenated from top to bottom, this helps you to have a more, a more vital life. So let's talk about these cycles. Sure. So, and, and you're, you know, you're absolutely right. A lot of people are, are more healthy in one aspect of their body or in one aspect of their organ systems than they are in others. So um, it's designed to sort of, um, you know, skip around, as you said, or, or uh, to just go from top to bottom. And um, the, the first cycle, what, it, what I tried to do is really hammer home what I feel are the three most integral parts of the body or organ systems, and that being the heart. And so the, the first cycle is called restore. So you have four Correct. hours. Restore, then cycle two is rebuild, cycle three is refine, and cycle four is renew. So in restore, go ahead. So with restore, what we're basically doing is, is taking what I feel are three absolutely the most critical organ systems and sort of the interactions between these three, and that being the heart, the lungs, and the brain. And it's really, again, a 17-day focus to assess your your 
heart function, lung function, and, and brain function, and then give you 17-day uh, sort of plans to help um, restore, as is the cycle, the, each of these organ systems and sort of begin that, that foundation. I think of it much like building a home. Um, the foundation is so critical and necessary, and I think this is, these are the three most uh, critical and necessary organ systems. So cycle one focuses on, on, uh, on those three particular organ systems, and then we move on to cycle two. So the way now, I look at it me, is... Let me ask you, when we talk about those three, the heart and the lungs and the brains... So in that first program, does that talk about exercising your heart and what are things you can do to exercise your brain and do cardiovascular for your lungs? Exactly. What it is is there's a pretest for each of these organ systems, and the pretest basically takes a look to help you assess where it is because a lot of people say, well, you know, I think my heart is in good shape or my lungs are in good shape. But we're not really sure, so I developed some very simple basic uh, questions that uh, you can quickly take prior to starting the 17-day um, sort of plan, and then again, retaking it, and again, really showing people that there is a distinguishable difference. But it talks about assessing where these organ systems are, as you said, and then really a plan on how to improve them. And then the the test serves as that sort of proof that, hey, you know, I, I really do feel better. My heart and lungs are functioning better. Which is so important. All right, so once we've worked with that, then we build, and that's when you talk about protecting your immune, immune digestive, and musculoskeletal systems. Explain that. Exactly. So the rebuild cycle essentially is after you've sort of established that, that restore the restoration of those three uh, organ systems, we move on to talk about immunity. Um, I spend some time on the digestive tract, as I call it, your gut. Um, the endocrine system, which is the just the intricate and just amazing system of, of hormones that, that circuit, uh, circulate through our body, and then lastly, the musculoskeletal system. So again, rebuilding um, these very, very important organ systems in the body. And again, cycle two and the way it's designed really builds on the establishment of cycle one. So once you are finely tuned in terms of the first three organ systems, you go on to sort of establish these. And rebuilding these is really based upon the fact that the first three organ systems are strong and are functioning well and working in harmony. Um, and again, much like the first cycle, we, we look at ways to assess each of these systems, which many people aren't quite sure of through pretests. And then there's a host of information through activities, through diet and exercise, and very, very basic supplements. And, and I want to stress this because I think it's very important. This is not a book that, that sells anything in particular other than basic better habits, proper food intake, proper nutrition and exercise, and very, very basic supplements. You know, our health is not that difficult. I think we've made it more difficult than it needs to be. And so this is really getting back to the basics. And, and uh, I, I really think that's important to, to um, emphasize. Mm. So that very sort of wraps up cycle, cycle two. And then again, as we move on to cycle three. All right, so, so let, let me ask you this. Um, sure. In going from cycle one and cycle two, what are the key things that you're going to strengthen? Just as a recap, before you can even go on to refine, what are some sure. of the activities you will have done in one and two? So some of the activities are just basic things to, uh, and as you said, exercise, basic exercises you can do. And these aren't exercises that require a gym 
or exercise that requires swimming pool or a bike or anything. These are things you can do at your home, um, in your home. Obviously, it starts with simple things like walking. But a lot of these things are are very basic things that can be done at home and simple activities. So again, it's about establishing ways that we can eat better, proper nutrition to nourish our heart and lungs and our, our brain capacity and our ability to think and, and remember um, and again, the same thing applies in terms of exercise and diet and simple supplements. You know, the, the supplements, I, I've always been a person who, who thinks that a handful of pills is not the way to live your life. And uh, we really can get most, if not all, of our nutrient supplements through our foods. You know, we all live busy lives these days, so oftentimes that's difficult. So I, I provide just some basic supplements, um, things that don't break the bank and that are readily available and um, very safe and effective. So, again, it's just establishing a lot of these things and, and, and building your lungs and heart and a pro- the proper functioning of digestive tract. I mean, all of these systems are critical to establishing uh, proper health, but, but they're not difficult. Very good. Now, from there, once we've done that, and that's a lot, then we go to a lot. (laughs) Then we go to refine. Explain that. Right. Right. So refine now it takes it another step further, and I think for the listeners out there that they'll see that that first part is the the true big organ systems, and then we go on and and we get into a little bit more of a technicality, muscles and and hormones and um, the GI system or the gut, and then refine even drills it down even more specifically. Now we're talking about the, the delicate sort of sexual organ systems for both male and female. We talk about the urological system. For men, we deal with the prostate. Um, For men and women, we deal with bladder incontinence and bladder issues. Um, We talk about kidney function. Um, And and we talk about also just, you know, as I mentioned, the sexual sort of organ systems. You know, how to maintain sexual function and sexual vitality in our 70s and 80s and even our 90s. So it's really sort of, again, adding and building upon that foundation that we've done in the first two cycles. Let me um, ask you about that, though. If a woman is not taking estrogen in that in that stage, and many times they're not, how do they right. keep that uh, libido and sort of lubrication going? Well, I'll tell you, it's very different um, for a lot of women. I'm a big fan of, of a couple of things. One, over-the-counter, you know, there's been so many uh, sort of ambiguous discussions in terms of estrogen replacement, but there is an over-the-counter supplement known as Estraven. It's a natural plant-occurring hormone that supplies much of the the supplement without the risks that um, estrogen does. And again, uh, one of the other things women deal with is as they get older or go through menopause or postmenopausal is the vaginal dryness that occurs. And it can be really, really impacting on a relationship and, and on a woman's overall ability to feel, you know, sexual and sexy again. So, you know, we, we use um, simple uh, over-the-counter estrogen cream, Premarin cream, which is very, very, excuse me, not over-the-counter, it's a prescription estrogen cream, but again, very safe. It's not systemically absorbed. It just helps to locally improve uh, the vaginal uh, effects and, that and, take and, place. 
Is that what you would call compounding, the compounding creams for estrogen? which Exactly, exactly right. And some of the compounding creams actually get more complicated. I, I, what I'm talking about is just simple over-the-counter prem, or excuse me, prescription Premarin cream. And women will typically use it maybe two to three times a week um, just on the vaginal area. And what it does is it supplies that sort of um, improves the circulation and it plumps up the area and, and improves uh, the function and, and most importantly, importantly, um, eliminates or, or alleviates a lot of the dryness that occurs. I mean, and these so, are safe, so is, effective things. Right. So those are, that is real primer and it's just in a cream. Correct. And the key to take home here is that it's not systemically absorbed. So it's not like taking a pill that's estrogen. It's just okay. topical and its effects are locally on, on the surface that it's applied. And what advice for men about prostate problems, how to prevent that? You know, I'll tell you, there's there's so much to talk. It could be a show within itself. I think the key is is really being aware. Uh, women or men t- tend to be these uh, macho people. I know I'm one of them, so I guess I could get away with saying that. And uh, you know, we tend to to have this fear about you know going in and getting a prostate exam and, and PSA. So it really the idea is being aware of your system. And for men, it's it's being aware of the symptoms that you should be you should know about. You know, am I going getting up frequently at night? To go to the bathroom? Is it difficult to maintain a stream once I start to urinate? Is it difficult to begin to urinate when, when I go to the restroom? Um, do I feel like I often have to go, but I'm not emptying my bladder? Um, so those are a lot of the things. Nocturia we speak of, and, and nocturia has to do with getting up at night a lot to go to the restroom. So really, it's being aware of symptoms, being aware of any potential family history you have. And that family history applies to primarily any male first-degree relatives, that would be your father or brothers. And again, just becoming used to and understanding the basic principles of the anatomy and function and, and just being aware. And, and that awareness is is just absolutely so critical and valuable. All right. And then we go to cycle four, which is renew. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's it's oddly enough, it's one of my favorite cycles. And I'll tell you why, because I think it takes into account a lot of things that we forget. Um, and it looks at our environment both um, globally in terms of uh, our our environment outside, but also our environment within the house, um, dusts and allergies and molds and pollens and different things that can accumulate. It also takes a look at um, things like how we store our foods. And, uh, you know, there are certain toxins and things in a lot of the plastics that we use. Um, and it really talks about a lot of a lot of these things that we're all aware of, that we're, a lot of us aren't aware of. There's something called BPA, which is bisphenol A. And bisphenol A is a lot of these plastics that, that we use for our storage containers or water bottles. Um, and it sort of takes a look at our environment, both, um, again, from that standpoint and uh, from the standpoint of perhaps pollution, both indoor and outdoor, and other toxins that we expose ourselves to, pesticides and things of that nature. And then it, it finishes up with what I think is super, super important, which is the, the mental aspect of, of living a long life, you know, companionship and pets and uh, sort of minimizing our prescriptions, you know, having a positive attitude and being healthy, um, paying it forward. You know, we always hear that term, doing good deeds and, you know, simple little tactics that I think uh, can really go a long way and, and make people not just healthier but happier as we get older. So so the attitude is very much part of this, Dr. Marino. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And that's and that's also and I'd love you to talk about this. It's the environments you put yourself in. It's the people that you hang around with. You know, if you do all of these steps you've mentioned, restore and rebuild and refine and you're eating well and you're exercising and you're paying real close attention and then you're involved with people who are negative and upsetting you all the time, that's not helping you, is it? It's not. And it also makes you question your own health and and um, mortality and morbidity and, you know, there are so many things in this world that we don't have control over. And I know a lot of listeners out there may say, well, what about genetics? And what about, you know, predispositions from a familial standpoint? And, yes. and those are all things we should acknowledge. But again, realize that we can't change those things. And I think we need to focus um, on the things that we have control over, or at least some control over. And and all of these things that we have control over is what this book tries to outline and, and really let people know that you have to acknowledge those other things, but you have to move on and spend your energy and time and your mindset uh, focusing on things that we can really make a difference in. But spirituality and, and positive attitude, all these things are, are so critical. You know, I see it in my practice as a family physician about 15 years now. You know, I see patients that come in with unfortunate diagnoses, but through positive attitude and through support and family and companionship and friends and just saying to themselves, I'm going to beat this. It really, really carries a long way, and, and that's not just something that I put in the book. I mean, there are scientific studies that support that a positive attitude can make a tremendous difference in how we go along and live our lives and how we battle uh, and the it's unfortunate. Also energy. It's the energy we're putting out there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. All right. I want to ask you, you have five factors that determine your aging, and they are right. inflammation, inflammation, oxidative stress, glycation, Methylation and immune impairment. Right. Big words. They just... are, but they're basic concepts uh, when you when you look at it. Um, they're big words, and you know each thing is broken down. The inflammation has to do with you know a lot of people think of inflammation as arthritis, and they're absolutely right. But inflammation can take place in other organs in the in, in the body, and can actually contribute to heart disease, diabetes, and and even cancer on some level. So. Inflammation uh, is, is a critical one, and, and that's why I put it as number one. Uh, number two, oxidative stress, we talk a little bit about, and you hear people say, you know, eat foods that are rich in antioxidants, and, and that's where oxidative stress comes from. I, I, I describe it in the book as the rusting that occurs on, on a piece of iron. And that same rusting that can lead to sort of um, organ systems that perhaps don't function very well, when you have that rusting occurs, occurring and uh, it's due to these free radicals that occur in the body it can again lead to things such as diabetes and, and clotting problems uh, even alzheimer's disease and all types of arthritis so oxidative stress is really about how what can i do to sort of limit my risk for these things through food and diet and exercise um, and again simple supplements um, and glycation. you're right glycation is is um I think the best way to describe glycation, it's, it's really how the combination of foods in terms of carbohydrates and proteins and fats, how they can sort of work for you rather than against you. Um, a lot of glycation causes something that we call glycation end products, and, and these, these things can cause damage to a lot of the cells. So it's really taking a look at um, 
when we consume certain foods, you know, and, and how these foods can can affect our body in terms of stiffness. Um, and again, when you talk of stiffness, you can apply that to the lungs. You can tie that to, to our joints and muscles, and you can apply it to the heart. So it's really taking a look at um, how we can get a, a really good sort of balance of, of the proper foods that we eat and um, proper types and, and, uh, and that harmony that we create. And then on to methylation. What methylation does is it focuses on the DNA function and efficiency. So when you look at every organ in the body, is based upon DNA. And DNA is that blueprint. It's that sort of foundational um, molecule that gives us the blueprint for every cell in our body. So methylation, again, taking into account diet, exercise, and simple mm-hmm. supplements, how we can in not only just uh, prevent abnormal DNA division and production, but how we can make our DNA function at its peak mm-hmm. and at its best for us. And then finally, immune impairment. And, and, you know, we all know that immunity is so critical, not just for the common cold, but immunity is critical for so many other things in, in terms of uh, major things, cancers, um, mm-hmm. heart disease and lung disease. So, Again, each of these things, um, these factors of aging can be affected and minimized through diet, exercise, and very simple uh, strategies, and and that's what the book hopes to outline. All right, and uh, we have like two minutes left, so I'm just going to throw out some fun things that are in your book. Okay, great. For people, lungs, to help your lungs, a diet loaded with vitamin B12 and folic acid will help prevent lung disease, serious disease, yogic breathing. In terms of your heart, eat salmon and walnuts and other foods rich in omega-3 fatty acids and drink enough water. For your brain, the spice turmeric has shown to reduce the accumulation of Alzheimer's. Brush your teeth and floss regularly. People with gum disease have worse memories than those who flush, who brush and floss for full two minutes once a day. I mean, there's a lot here. That's a fun fact and a lot of people... A lot of people talk about that. I mean, these things are scientifically proven, and, and the, the sources here are real sources. These aren't things that were just uh, made up. So, um, yeah, simple facts and simple day-to-day things that we all do every day, but um, we perhaps don't realize the value of it as it uh, determines our, our aging. Right. So just a couple more things before we close. Try to stay away from the white foods, the breads, pastas, rice, and sugar for your immune system. Have probiotics for digestion. Eat lots of cruciferous veggies like broccoli in the raw. Um, Manage your portion sizes for reproductive for male, saw palmetto, and getting enough vitamin E. And for urinary, certainly calcium, magnesium supplements, and cranberry juice. Things that we know about, but these you really spell out in your book. Right. And and it's things that are readily available in any grocery store. And again, the idea of this is when people get into their 70s and 80s and 90s, I don't want them to be taking a handful of pills for these problems. The idea is in a short amount of time, we can nurture our body's organ systems and, and we can live longer, healthier lives. And, and it's not about technology. You know, we have more technology available now than we ever imagined, and yet we're more unhealthy in this country than we've ever been. So I don't think technology has really helped us in terms of our health. Um, I think we need to go back to the basics. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Marino. Now, your book is 17, The 17-Day Plan to Stop Aging. You're also the New York Times bestseller, author of The 17-Day Diet, 
How can people find you? What's the website? So the website to be found is uh, the17daydiet.com, and the, the other website that has a lot of nutritional information is more generalized is uh, drmikediet.com, and both of those have links to each other and uh, an abundance of information, so I invite people to, uh, to go on and check them out. Thank you so much, Dr. Marino. You were so informative. Thanks for being on the Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Okay. All right, folks. So interesting. And up next, we're going to talk again. We were talking about aging, the 17-day plan to stop aging. Now we're going to talk about, as we age, how we move from pain to power. And our guest is Mal Duane. She's coming up next. Her book is Alpha Chick. So stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on Voice America. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune into Around the World in a Glass, presented by Sportsman's. We're a show all about wine, spirits, and other beverages. Your host, Kimber Stonehouse, is a professional expert and wine enthusiast. Each week, we'll focus on a different region of the world, discuss wines and other beverages, talk about some of the top restaurants in the region, and what to pair with which wine. Just listening could make you almost an expert. Around the World in a Glass is heard live every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, the second half of our program today. And our guest is Mal Duane. She's a certified personal life coach with more than 23 years in recovery from alcoholism. She's overcome devastating life challenges using the steps in her alpha chick process. Her personal mission is to help women excel in all areas of their lives, from business to personal relationships, and attract that which they most desire, as has she to a connection to the divine power within. And her brand new book is Alpha Chick, Five Steps from Moving from Pain to Power. Welcome, Mal. Oh, Patricia, I'm honored to be here with you today. Yeah, it's very exciting. You know, your book is not a story of a struggle from rags to riches. It's a story that reveals the deep suffering that each of us can experience, regardless of financial status or beauty or intelligence or ability or talent. And Really um, address that. Talk about that. Well, I came from a very nice upper-middle-class family, opportunities for the best of education, and really lacked nothing as a child. It looked like a picture-perfect world. But uh, my dad suffered from depression uh, through a window of about 12 to 15 years, and in that period of time... He sought alcohol as a Band-Aid, a way to feel better. I watched that. It created a lot of anxiety for me I, and a feeling of um, a 
abandonment, mm-hmm. and that progressed as I started to get into my teens. Now, my self-esteem is really being challenged. I'm six feet tall. I'm weighing about 103 pounds, mm-hmm. really a sight for sore eyes. People are calling me malnutrition instead of my name. So this abandonment feeling that I had now starts projecting into my personal relationships as a teenager. And as I get into my early 20s, I get heartbroken. I immediately tag that situation as someone leaving me for somebody better. Mm. So there's a progression now of low self-esteem, no self-love, and it keeps repeating itself in every personal relationship that I get into, and the alcohol is my Band-Aid for the pain. What was the turning point for you, Mal? I was looking at death as my best option. I was Mm -hmm. in a very dark place. Mm. My life went on for 25 years with the the abuse, the the self-abuse, the self-loathing, the alcoholism, 25 years. Mm. And one day I got up and I just knew I could not go on. And I didn't see a way out at the time. I was in such pain. I was completely blinded. And I thought that death would be my best option. And when I was prepared to die is when it was a turning point for me. I had a spiritual awakening and epiphany. And how did that happen? Did someone talk to you? Did you just feel as though you heard a voice? I mean, what, what happened? I heard a voice in my head, which was different than anything I had ever heard in my life. And it said to me that I was not going to die that I had a very good life ahead of me, but I had a lot of work to do. I had lessons to learn, but once I mastered my lessons, then I would need to go and teach others, which is what I do now. And it it was so comforting. I can't explain how I believed it. I just, it was a voice. It was a knowing, it was a feeling that came over me that what I was hearing was the truth. An Mm -hmm. unexplainable trust in that voice. And that voice has been guiding me ever since and guided me through writing the book. That's that's pretty powerful. And also I think what's interesting in your journey is you are now married, you are now living a happy life. I mean... To go from where you were to where you are now, I'm sure, is the process that's really in the book. Yes. It was a huge transformation. And, Patricia, it took work. It was a commitment on my part to want to make significant changes in my life. And, obviously, the first thing you deal with is the addiction, which was the alcoholism for me. For many women, it's pills food, gambling, shopping, men, and so that has to be dealt with first. And what's interesting is that the alcohol was really not that big a deal because once I figured out that my suffering 
was my low self-esteem. That pain that I felt within was because I had no self-love. Once I was able to really zero in on that, the need for the alcohol just sort of fell away. Mm. Mm. Which is really a, a wonderful thing because there are so many people that go through tremendous withdrawal but what you did is you went into the inside out instead of just immediately stopping, which I'm sure you did, but you went inside to really go through that process so that you didn't need the drug anymore. That's right. Because I was killing pain. I was trying to numb this awful emotional pain, this suffering that I had had for so many years. And once I figured it all out, and I started to understand that I was really a good woman. That need for the alcohol just, it wasn't there anymore. Mm. And I've never had a desire to drink again. How did you get into coaching, Mel? I wanted to help other women. I recognize from just talking to women as much as I do that there were many, many, many women out there silently suffering that couldn't talk about using food as a way to cope, that couldn't talk about, you know, shopping or pills or whatever to feel good. And the common root of evil in every woman that I've talked to or coached now in the past 23 years has been low self-esteem. It is the root of all evil for women. So what happens then, the manifestations of low self-esteem are, as you said, it could be eating, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be bad relationships, it could be going, it could be a sexual thing or a relationship thing where you go after unavailable people. Yeah. Um, or you go after situations that uh, are impossible, personally and professionally. Yes. Mm. You're constantly putting yourself in that situation of rejection over and over and over again. And that's what I did. I mean, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. So I had this this window of about 20 years where it was a merry-go-round of failed relationships. And how, how many of those can you take? How did you go from that to finding the right relationship? Once I established my sense of self-worth, once I truly understood who I was as a woman and what I had to contribute to a healthy relationship, then I was able to attract the right man into my life. But I had to have love within in order to give love. I had to love myself. And so that was the, the first key part of the process, was not even trying to get into a relationship, learning to love myself and accepting myself for just the way I was. And I, under, I learned very quickly, Patricia, that my story, my past, did not define who I was today. And so I was able to let well, go of it all. Very, that's a very key point that you just made that I would like to really talk about is that we, we carry that with us. And until we 
shut that past out. It doesn't mean that we don't acknowledge the past, but when we realize it's not who we are today and we don't have to live that way, nothing changes until we absolutely know we can start again. Yes. And the thing is, when we're letting it go, when we're looking at it, accepting it, look, we can't rewrite the script. And so you look at it and you accept it. When I say accept the past, I don't mean that we judge it whether it's right or wrong. We simply say it is what it is. But that's no longer part of what I'm doing today. It no longer has any bearing on what I am today, and it's not going to have any bearing on my future. Only if I allow it to. So we have some control here that we as women or men are able to put into play. We have the control here, and we don't realize that sometimes. I had a lot more control over what I did and how I thought and what my beliefs and what my perceptions were going to be once I understood it, once I started to look at this whole picture and analyze what was going on. I said, wait a minute. I'm not a victim. I may be a victim of my own negative thinking, but I'm really not a victim of my life. I have choice. Yeah. How do you help people now when you counsel? What are some of the main things that you talk about with them? The first step and the foundation of the work that we do together is to be very clear and very honest about who we are as women. And that means putting it all on paper. I like women to write their story out. Put it all out. Put all the gory details, everything that absolutely to them is so humiliating and painful. Put it all on paper. Have a cleansing of the head and the soul at the same time. Get it out of your head. Get it on paper. So we look at this and say, wait a minute. Is that who you are today? We work through this and through a process of acceptance of what's on this paper and of, and a, and of complete change of perception about all of it. The weight of these issues dissolve as we let them go. They're no longer the boulders on our path. We can push them out of the way. We can continue on our path. And so my work is, I, I like to feel like I'm a light that, that shines on women's paths and shows them the direction to go in. But we have to be willing to move our own feet. I can't do that for somebody. They have to be willing to take those steps. So very important. What are some of the issues you're dealing with now? Uh, what are the typical issues women come to you with? Overeating, failed relationships. Food right now is really prevalent with women, more so maybe. I mean, there, there are women that are drinking, but I think a lot of women are turning to food because it's harder to recognize because you need food to survive. So who's going to say you're abusing it where alcohol can be very obvious? So um, I think alcohol and then the failed relationships, the not having any sense of value in that relationship and being dominated and controlled and their voice not being honored, not being heard, 
So that's a, that's a very important one. Talk about the results that you're getting, Mel, from working with women. Give us some of the epiphanies or some of the really positive things that are happening from doing your coaching work with women. Well, what I'm finding is if they really work the process with me, these five steps, and it's interesting, Patricia, because these five steps incorporate the works of any self-help guru that's been out there. And most of the self-help gurus have never really walked that path of pain. A lot of them are just very smart people that, you know, write a nice book. But I think to connect with people, you've got to know what that feeling is, that desperation, that darkness that can, you know, occur in our lives. And I walk the walk and I talk the talk. So women connect to me and on a very heartfelt personal level they know i understand and they know i do not judge i am free of judgment whatever they've done i've probably done it myself maybe worse and therefore they we can almost laugh together and they start to realize that they are far better beings than they real than they had ever thought of themselves as being and so we go through the process, they, they get committed to it, and we go through the looking within, the acceptance of ourselves, identifying those behaviors that are sabotaging our lives, creating new intentions so that we take the positive action steps, monitor our thinking so that we, we really focus on positive thinking, and then when we get there and we're strong, You've got to give it away because that makes you stronger, and it's also the law of reciprocity that comes back to them. Well, you also need to have support, right, Mal? That's where the coaching comes in. That's where support yes. groups come in. Yes. That's a really important piece of this. And, you know, some of the things that you ask women to ask themselves is, how do I find myself? How do I control my life? Where's the divine guidance? Where does the strength come from? How can I take hold of my inner power? How far, do I, how far do I have to go before I find my inner power? And, you know, how do I, how do, I do all this? And those are the questions you help them answer. Yes. Do you uh, teach workshops and, and seminars as well as do individual sessions? Uh, I've been working primarily individually because it can be a much more open dialogue. But I'll tell you, when I do an appearance someplace and I work with a group, many of the women start to cry because it's the first time they really can be honest about their feelings, and it gets very emotional, very, very emotional. I've had um, some amazing results just in a group session where one girl was actually a crack addict and she left the group and ended up staying clean for about 13 weeks. And then she had a bit of a slip, but she recognizes that she has more control, more power over what she's doing than before. So she's applying that knowledge. She's applying that courage. It touches my soul. The emails that I get from the women I've met personally and I work with, it it brings me to tears. And just, it, it's such a, 
a wonderful feeling to know that I can make a difference by sharing my own pain with these women that they understand that they too can do what I've done. Well, and it's also very healing for you. It's got to be really so healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. By giving away that knowledge, that wisdom that I've learned over the past 23 years, it just comes back tenfold to me. And I just get stronger and I get wiser and I learn more and I'm able to help more people and, and do a better job. It's wonderful. Mel, uh, tell us your website and how people can find out about your workshops and seminars and coaching. My website is alphachick.com, A-L-P-H-A-C-H-I-C-K. And there's all kinds of resources there, and there is a contact form. If somebody is suffering and they want to reach out to me, answer a few questions, it will email me, and I will be happy to respond personally. The book is on Amazon.com. Just won another big award over this weekend. I won a gold medal for the reader's favorites. I'm the USA book finalist for addiction and recovery. Won the World Book Award 2012 for addiction and recovery and a Pinnacle Achievement Award for self-help. So the book has Mm, been beautifully received. And... um, so if someone's suffering, it's just a great read. You're, it's going to take you through the process. Then you can decide if you want to find a coach, if you want to work with me, fine, or I can you know, recommend uh, maybe someone else to you, depending on where you are geographically. And we have a big event coming up, Patricia. It will be right. in February. People, they a- can log on to alphachick.com, yes. A-L-P-H-A. Yes, A-L-P-H-A. C-H-I-C-K. Okay. Right? And go ahead about your event. And then the event before you go, is, will be up, uh, the notices will be up in January, but I'm going to give your listeners a little advance notice. It's called the Positive Mental Shift, PMS. I write about PMS for women. It mm-hmm. is our gift, our positive mental shift. And I'm going to have 12 nationally recognized women uh, that will be talking about that process of transformation, how they did it in their own lives. They've mm-hmm. all had huge challenges and now have just amazing careers. They're very well recognized, and they're going to share steps that they took to make significant change in their lives. Will this be online? Yes, all online. And you log on to alphachick.com to find out about it. Yes, and that all the information will be coming up the first week in January. So I just want to give your listeners a heads up to start looking for it. That's terrific. And one last thing. How did you come up with the name Alpha Chick? Well, um, Alpha means beginning in uh, Greek. It, and to me, it's the power that we're born with right from the very beginning that we've always had, but we've never been taught how to access and so um, one day I was with a group of women, very good friends of mine. We had all gone through very, very deep personal challenge. But all of us were living phenomenal lives, great careers, really happy. And I looked at them and I said, you know, ladies, we are alpha chicks. Mm-hmm. And I said, we are awakened women. 
we are self-loving, we deal from a higher consciousness, we're authentic, we love ourselves, and I said we're abundant, we appreciate everything we have. We've all experienced big loss, but at the same time, we also are so grateful for everything we have. So that's an alpha trick. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being there and for doing the work that you do. And it's really incredible work. And blog on to alphachick.com. And please um, speak to Mal Duane, who's been our guest for for this half hour. And her book is Alpha Chick, Five Steps for Moving from Pain to Power. Thanks so much for being on the program, Mal. Patricia, I'm honored. Thank you, and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.